0: You can worry if you want to You can cry if you are scared You can direct all your energy At being more prepared For a journey that had started So very long ago Or you can focus on the learning And let your spirit grow You can focus on the learning your spirit
1: grow. Welcome to Love is the Power podcast, where we explore as a group ways to end suffering, mostly through a process called The Work of Byron Katie. Also, guided meditations with the um, purpose of supporting direct experience of the truth of who we are, which is already free of all suffering. And for me, after 20 plus years practicing the work daily, I came to realize that the work is love in action, applying love to every situation, circumstance, experience of our life. Thank you so much for listening, and welcome, and if you ever want to join live, we meet every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, the details are on the podcast of How to Join. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Good morning everyone. This is Caroline and I'm part of the Love is the Power team and I'm jumping in today with a quick update which is that anyone who participates in our group meditations, we will not be meeting for the month of July next group session will be August 2nd at our regular time of 2 p.m. PT and this is an open call so if you are ever interested in joining us you can find all of the information on Tom's website which is theworkwithtom.com and all of us on the team just want to extend our gratitude and appreciation for everyone who listens each week as well as everyone who Participates in our group calls. Uh, we're yeah, just so moved by what comes forward and the sacred container and space that has been cultivated where we get to do this powerful work together. So thank you all for participating, and we hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Welcome, magnificent beings. And
3: hello hello
4: hi, hi everyone hi good
3: to see everybody hi everybody hello everyone <laughs> hi Hola. so this is from Katie's book, A Mind at Home with Itself, page 206. I watched them as a being of total compassion from the place where all suffering has been transcended, where the physical realm isn't remembered even as a possibility. I watched from the other end of time. The two people on the bed were all humanity, every man and woman.
1: They were not guilty of anything, but they suffered as though they
3: were. They thought they were separate, but they were not. They thought there was something wrong, but there never had been. I felt such compassion for them.
1: At the sight of their innocence, I dissolved into that vast love. Looking out from the lady's position, I was seen from a place of understanding, which to Katie would have felt like more than she could have endured. The love was so vast and
3: so fierce that she would have felt burned to ashes and the intensity of it. When I found myself
1: back in the body of the Katie person, I looked over to the chair. The
3: lady wasn't there. I felt devastated. I asked Paul, where did she go? He said, who the hell are you talking about? After that, I saw my lady
1: whenever I lied or exaggerated or tried to control or change a person or situation, or when I said or did something with a self-directed motive. She was my teacher, as real to me as an actual human being, as concrete as my own children. Anytime I tried to manipulate anyone to see me as important or wise or kind, or as anything that would gain their love or approval, I would feel the lady's absence inside me. And I would see her standing across the room with her head bound, looking at the floor. And I knew there was something unbalanced or unfinished in me. I knew that I had to identify whatever motive had been running in me, take back what I had said, and tell the truth straight from my heart. I would go to the person I had lied to or tried to manipulate,
3: or impress. And I would say, I lied to you, or I wanted you to see me as important. I would clean
1: up the interaction immediately, because I felt I would rather die than lose my lady. I didn't know then that she was me. I only knew that I could not live without her. I would have done anything to keep it. She was separate from me until I cleaned up my act. And I got to be very fast at that.
3: After I had cleaned up my act, I wouldn't see her anymore. I would just feel her presence. It was immediate. An immediate flow from itself back to itself.
1: Whenever my lady left me, I would feel a panic, and longing for her return. There was a silent plea that would have sounded like, come back, please come back.
3: She could not be bribed. She could not be persuaded. She could not be faked out. Her integrity
1: was absolute. And so I would clean up my mess and apologize
3: to someone. And I would truly mean it. That's the only way she would come back. It had to be the admin. She was attracted only to humility. And I was
1: insincere even in the slightest way or involved in even the slightest kind of lie or manipulation. He had no interest in the home
3: in this apparent Katie body. I had become so dense that my body could not contain it. She was too light to be experienced in such density.
1: The density would send her out of me. But it was simple to get her back. All I had to do was admit the lie or unkindness or lack of integrity
3: and truly mean it. I didn't care who overheard me or what they might think of me. I didn't care if there were a
1: hundred people in the room. Whatever the consequences might be, I found my error and made it right. And I left nothing out when I told people. When I made it right, I became spacious enough to contain her. She would not come back
3: into me unless I had spoken from the heart. With this honesty came peace. That was the way I found my integrity. I learned humility from her, I learned absolute honesty. I came to live more and more within her awareness. As the apparent Katie continued, to fall away and be seen, as not real. As nothing but a bunch of stories and concepts. This is from a book called Dancing with the Void by a man named Sunyata, page 156. So according to Sunyata, you may say you want to know yourself. You are yourself, ourself, the self. You cannot be anything but what you are. To know God is to be God. Is knowing separate from being. Whatever you can know with your mind is of the mind, not of you, the spirit. About yourself, you can only truly say, I am. I am awareness. Life itself. As a persona, ego, and body tool, you are being lived by life, self, God. It is the person you imagine yourself to be that suffers. Not you. Dissolve it into awareness. It is merely a bundle of memories and habits. So notice that you are that you are aware or awareness. And as best you can, know this, The you, this body, mind with your name and memories. Notice that this you with your name is made up of perceptions, image. Story or set of, <clears throat> set of memories and sensations in the body appearing in this awareness. notice the habit of imagining that the awareness appears in the body. Usually we imagine it appearing in like the center of the head. But if you look, At your actual experience, that sensation and that imagination of the center of the head are just perceptions appearing in this awareness that you know you are as an experience. now notice how the perceptions of what we might call the mind or thoughts sound of your voice in your in your head and images memories and feelings or sensations in the body notice these perceptions no different than perceptions of the world. Through the five senses of the world, perception of sound, sight, hearing, touch, taste, Now, see if this
1: imagined separation, as in the thoughts and images, the
3: feelings in the body are me. The perceptions of the world are not me, other than me, or separate from me. Now, notice, is there an actual separation? in your experience between the perceptions of thoughts and images and feelings in the body and the sense perceptions of the world? Is there an actual barrier or boundary or separation in your experience? Notice again how all the perceptions, whether they're
1: perceptions of the world through the five senses or perceptions of thoughts and images and feelings, all appear
3: in the same location, the same place. in this presence of awareness. Now notice how this presence of awareness has no location, it's not located anywhere. That it is actually the location in which all experiencing is located. So in our direct experience, awareness is the location in which life happens. What we call life. The location which all experiencing happens. So, are you a story? an image, a name, a sensation, or are you that which is aware? Are you dependent on an image, story, appealing for your being? Or are all stories, images, and feelings dependent on you, this awareness, Now, just contemplate the possibility that this awareness that you know you are as an experience, contemplate the possibility that it does not require space or time for its existence, its beingness, its being aware. That even time and space appears in and is dependent upon this awareness. Now, for a few moments, allow yourself to be completely bored with all the perceptions, thoughts, images, feelings, sight, sound, touch, smell, taste. Just as an experiment, allow yourself to be bored with all the perceptions. just notice your experience. So welcome again, magnificent beings of light and love, pretending to be human. (laughs) I don't know why, but I was just thinking of uh, Byron Katie's school for the work and
1: I don't know if she still introduces the school this way, but in the
3: welcome pages, she says, welcome to the greatest show on planet Earth. You. You're it. You're the show. You're what the show appears in.
1: You're the projector of the show, the experiencer of the show.
3: You're the whole, you're the whole works. And we think there's a problem. How can that be, other than the fact that it's exciting? So you're dependent, you're limited, or dependent on this body, this mind.
1: Is that true? Just do popcorn style inquiry. See how it goes. You're limited by,
3: dependent on this body, this mind. Is that true? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. No. All right, we we got a good one. Yes. Yes. No. No. Yes. You're dependent on, limited by, limited to, dependent on this body, this mind. Is that actually true? Tom, would you, um, excuse me, comment on, like, in this moment,
4: I know it's a no, but I don't live there all the time. That tells me there's a lot of yes, and that's what I want to work on. So go for the yes.
3: Yeah, we'll spend some time with the yes. Great. Thank you. I I think, yeah. Yeah, so for those who had a yes, what's your, what's your proof? How do you know you're limited to
1: dependent on the body? How, how is it you know this to be true?
5: In a relative sense, as a human, in the human experience, it's a yes.
1: So are you a human?
5: As far as I know, yes.
3: How do you know you're human? What What is human? What's your definition of human? I
5: experience with this body. I experience through physical um, inputs from this body. I interact with the world in this body.
3: Mm-hmm. So...
5: You know, it might not be true.
1: When you you drive around in your car, are you, do you think (laughs) you're the car?
5: (laughs) No. Okay. But I'm the human driving the car.
3: Okay.
1: So, what if consciousness is the being
3: driving the body around?
5: Well, then I think if the answer of yes or no would have been dependent on whether you're talking to the human or the conscious no, I'm talking to
1: you. I'm talking to you. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, again, using the car analogy, the model of a car and, and the human driving the car. Like,
3: so I walk up and I'm talking to the car, but it's the human that responds. It's the human that hears,
1: the car doesn't hear.
5: I don't feel as one with the car as I do with awareness.
3: And why is that? Feelings. I don't know. Well, it's the feelings usually.
5: Yeah, if somebody hits the car, unless I'm in it, I don't feel
3: it. exactly yeah so that's our main proof usually
1: is the feeling but it's combined with image feeling image feeling image feeling story Mm. i image of the body and the sensation yeah so i like i touch my arm i feel that but if you really look the perception of a feeling whether it's the physical touch
3: feeling or an emotional feeling that perception do you
1: as awareness appear in the feeling or the feeling does the feeling appear in you as awareness in you if you look at your I, experience
5: yeah i don't appear in the feeling yeah
1: yeah so it's like i'm the body well well where where in the body am i you know uh, uh, as awareness am i in the finger am i in the hand am i in the the whole thing yeah but are you or does the whole thing appear in you as awareness Mm. if you look at your experience Like we imagine that I'm in the body, but what is the the experience of the body? It's an image or, you know, an image, I'd look at hands, arms, legs. Okay, so now
3: I'm not appearing in, in that image. That image is appearing in me, it's awareness. Okay, the feeling that appears in this
1: body. Okay, I can see I, I, I don't actually appear in the feeling. It's appearing in me
3: as mm-hmm. awareness. But I, for so long, I've identified
1: the feeling as me and sense perceptions of the world as not me. Other than me, or separate from me. Yeah,
5: I think it is more the sensation more so than the image.
1: Yeah, the image just helps seal the deal. Yeah, you know, but it's the sensation that is. Yeah. There. And so it's to be really clear first. To be really clear in our actual experience, you know. So this is around
3: absolutely knowing that I'm the body. I'm dependent on this body. We can see the
1: sensation, the feeling. I, I, as awareness, am not in the sensation. It, The sensation's appearing in me, in my awareness, this awareness.
5: Yeah, sensation, me appearing in sensation doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> you know, it's like, to me, that just sounds like, I guess it it, it just doesn't compute
1: what doesn't compute
5: that i would be in a sensation in
1: this sen- and yes yeah. it's just you know it's like oh that's nonsense
5: yeah pretty no. much sounds like <laughs> uh, i
1: mean it's just like you know thinking my awareness is in my finger no So you can see my awareness is not in any perception, whether it's an image perception of the body, physical touch of the body, or emotion, feeling, energy, sensation in the body. We can see those all, all those perceptions appear in this awareness. I as awareness, am not in the feeling in the
3: sense of touch in the image yeah so and so now notice how the perception of sound the experience or perception of sound appears in awareness
1: just like the perception of touch or the perception of a feeling the sensation in the body appears in awareness. Same way.
5: That's actually an easier one for me than the touch because when I hear a sensation, I'm not always sure of the location.
1: Well, but for yes. some reason, you, touch feels
5: more localized.
1: Well, if you look, you you can be 100% sure of the location
3: of the sound. It's the same place the touch shows up. Touch just feels more localized. I don't know why,
5: but in well, my it's perception. All
1: lo- it's all localized. Every perception
3: is localized, even, even distance. yeah you know i look across the room yeah well, that appears
1: when we really look at our experience that appears same same closeness as this same intimacy same closeness same closeness as the feeling in in the heart center
5: <laughs> so is it just thoughts that it's not
3: it's just thought and Imagination and believing that it's real, that it's over there. But if you again, if you really look at your experience, the location for all experiencing is the same place in our direct experience.
5: So then again, is it just a sensation in a thought that it feels like it's all happening in my head?
1: That's just imagination and then mm-hmm. a sensation. But you know, the head, the the image of the head and the sensation of the head and the
3: story that I'm in the I'm in there mm-hmm. all appear in, the awareness, that which is aware. Wow. You know, so
1: we imagine sound being inside the body and sound coming in through the ears and experiencing sound. But we imagine experiencing sound through the body from inside the body, but the idea of the body actually appears in our awareness.
5: Tom, that one's a little tricky for me. I wear hearing aids, so it does feel like the sound is coming into my ears. It does feel like it's very localized.
1: So are the ears hearing is the, well, everything's localized. (laughs) (laughs) And the, the, the location is the awareness. So, I mean, everything's localized.
3: Everything is clo- close, closer than close. But you wear hearing aids. But is it the hearing aid that hears? That does the hearing?
1: Is it the ear? No, they're, ear that does the they. W-
5: yeah, they would be no different than the physical ear. Yeah, it's just they, a they, conduit they do, for
1: it. Yeah, they don't do the hearing. They don't they, do the they don't do the perceiving of sound. The ears do not perceive sound.
5: That's true. Yeah.
1: And the perception of sound, just like the perception of images, the perception of feelings, the perception of touch, all, again, if you look at your actual experience, appears
3: in this presence of awareness. So is it just conditioning that it that this is something that sometimes it
5: makes total sense to me and I keep forgetting and it going back and forth? Is it just that this story well, I believed could say, for so long?
1: You could
3: say it's thousands and thousands and thousands of years of believing to be a body, hmm. the mind separate from the universe. So now your proof is you're driving
1: around, appears to be driving around in this carcass, carcass. carcase. Is it absolute proof that you're limited to and dependent on this body?
5: I don't have proof either way.
1: So is it absolute proof that you're limited to? No. No. Okay. Just let that in. It's not absolute proof. You know, it's not saying that it's not true. It's not saying that it is. It's just acknowledging, okay, that's that's not absolute proof
3: that I'm limited to or dependent on this body, this mind. With the, with the name Deborah. Okay. So, anyone else who had a yes, what, what's your proof that you're dependent on or limited to this body? Well, Tom, my water skiing sure seems limited by my
6: physical body. You're what? My water skiing.
1: Yes. So are you a water skier? Yes. Okay. So because you, this body water skis, that means who and what you are is a water skier. Like you are what you do. Like, look at the limitations that this body, you know, uh, it's, cause it's twofold, it's the limitations and it's also the abilities in reference to water skiing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now look at that experience. And is that experience proof that you are limited to, and dependent on the body no no it's proof that the body has apparent limitations yeah you, you know and then
6: yeah, yeah i'm not limited by the body but my body's ability is limited on the body is it like that
1: well, it's noticing the limitations of this particular body and assigning it to you, who you are.
6: As if it means something about me.
1: As if it means I'm I'm limited because like you can only believe that the limitations of the body are a limitation on you is if you believe you are limited to and dependent on the body for your existence. that without the body,
6: you don't exist certainly not for my existence no
1: yeah yeah and then you know you can even like the body's limited because if you're like me i've heard lots of stories you know of humans that appear in several places at once in a body physical body um people that uh, uh Whatever, they, their physical body actually dematerializes and materializes somewhere else. And all kinds of, you know, levitating saints. And so we hear stories, you know, yogis buried, uh, buried underground for a month and they dig them up and they're fine.
6: Well this I just finished a book not long ago that really really challenged my beliefs and it's supposed to be a bunch of scientists in the late 1800s who went to uh, Tibetan eastern lands and experienced things that were supposed to be recorded as science experiments that really really challenged me even reading the book because it it's what you were talking about now yeah, and by and by the end of the book, I didn't know anymore, and that was a good place for me to get. I just don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm maybe I'm limited by my beliefs.
1: We're just open to that possibility that the only limitations are what we believe. Just open to that possibility. Mm -hmm. and that they're not real limitations, they're just imagined. But we all know how powerful the imagination is, you know, how convincing.
6: Very, very well done and very convincing. It's quite sophisticated.
1: Yeah, because we can be sitting, you know, in a room where nothing is going on, but we are in deep trouble in our feelings.
6: Well, yes. I'm convinced that I can tell how far how far a sound how far away a sound is by listening to it. And when yes. I look at it with a rational mind, that's insane.
1: Yeah. So do you know for sure? Do you is that absolute proof that you, as awareness, are limited to or dependent on this body mind with the name Bill?
6: No, I can't know that.
1: So you're a Bill. You're a man. Is that true?
6: No, I can't know that. And today, actually, my whole world expanded when you even said that time and space appear in the awareness. That one's a good one, Tom. That really blows it wide open. Like it's way bigger than I thought. (laughs) It's so big, it's zero. (laughs)
1: No, no space, no time. (laughs) It's so unlimited; it doesn't even need space or time. (laughs) Not even dependent on that. That's a possibility. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for being willing to play.
4: Hey, Tom. Eva. Hi.
3: Hi. Um, hi. What's your so, proof? Or what? Well, I want to share two,
4: two things.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, something
4: I've actually never shared before, and I'm not surprised that it's just coinciding with, you know, your work, but I was randomly Just blow drying my hair in the bathroom one day. And I feel like sometimes consciousness just has a way of knocking you over the head. And I had this experience where I noticed that I wasn't the one moving myself, that something else was moving me. And I was just blow drying my hair and I saw my hand just do this. And I was like freaked out, but also so peaceful because I was like, I'm not doing any of this. You know, it's like I'm not breathing, I'm being breathed. And it was like, and then, it, and then it just, mm. I try not to make too much meaning out of it, but it really stuck with me. And I, and I never shared it. Cause I was like, I don't know if that's just going to sound
1: crazy, <laughs> but, but it was also
4: so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but like my, my proof is that I oftentimes think about when I'm with my grandmother who has Alzheimer's, I mean, she's like, you know, really late stages of all, Alzheimer's. So she's not completely there. And yep. I've often thought that her mind is the thing that's missing it's like the the mind Mm -hmm. is the antenna to the rest of the world to help communicate and connect and i wondered like is she dependent on her mind because if her mind's not there i feel like she's not completely there
3: but she's still kind of there yeah well would you agree that our primary has to be awareness. Primary
1: essence has to be awareness. Like if you if you had a choice between having a mind
3: mm-hmm. with
1: no awareness,
3: mm-hmm.
1: or having awareness with no mind, which would you choose?
4: Uh, I would. Well, can you have a mind without awareness? No. that's not an, that's not a thing that exists.
1: That's I, I, why we would always choose awareness.
4: Right. I feel like I would choose awareness without a mind. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, without awareness, like, oh, <laughs> I choose a body. I choose the baddest ass body ever <laughs> to exist as a human being, but no awareness.
4: I, mm. I don't even think that's possible. I don't know how that would work.
1: Well, that lets you know that aware awareness is it. Okay. You know because okay, so. right away you notice, wow, well, without awareness, then I, there isn't anything
4: right. yeah, so I can sign off on that
1: so so right away, you already know everything we experience is dependent on awareness. Awareness isn't dependent on the body, the mind. The body, the mind's dependent on awareness. If no awareness.
3: If there is a body or mind, not for me okay but
4: going back to this belief of like uh i'm limited to the body and i'm dependent yeah. on or i'm dependent on the body and the mind
1: yeah so now now we know awareness is primary if i had to choose i'm i'm choosing awareness because yeah. mm-hmm. i i'd rather That's be it. than i'd rather be than not be
4: yeah <laughs> yeah exactly
1: yeah and so now This awareness that we know ourselves to be, like we know, I know I'm aware Mm
3: -hmm.
1: as an experience. So now do I know for sure? Do I actually know for sure it's dependent on this body and this mind for its beingness, for its existence?
4: I mean, I know that I don't know for sure. I know. We'll
1: let that
3: in. I don't. I don't actually know that. I don't have. I don't have absolute proof. It's like I'm begrudgingly letting it letting it in because my mind
4: always wants to know. Okay, but if not this, then what? If it's if 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 I'm not the body or the mind, then what am I? Like it still wants to grab on, onto knowing.
3: Yeah. Uh. Okay, so now, the mind, it's
1: the mind, let's use the definition for mind to be thoughts
3: and images. Mm-hmm. which include opinions, memories. and
1: thoughts and images, opinions, memories, that they're like
3: no different than an object. Okay. A thing. No, they're a thing. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, and then what was your question again?
4: Uh, it was this idea of, of if I'm not, if, if, I'm I'm not, not
1: my, a th- if I'm not a thing, if I'm not a thing, I?
4: then what am I? <laughs> yeah, if I'm not a thing, then what am
1: yeah. I? <laughs> okay, so now, uh,
3: using that definition for mind, thoughts, and images So it's a thing. And are you a thing? Um, No. (laughs) So now can this thing know... The awareness that notices the thing. No. And no. This thing that has no awareness. Mm-mm. No.
1: So that's we're constantly trying to understand what we are <laughs> via the mind.
3: <laughs>
1: via a thought.
3: <laughs> Sorry or to- an
1: image. Now, now there are thoughts and
3: images that can support, you know, like, but they can't take us all the way. Mm -hmm.
1: But, you know, so like the image of, um, the image of a mirror, you know, that's often used as a way to help support people in more fully, experiencing the awareness and the nature of awareness. You know, the, so using the image, which is an object, a thing, of the mirror, say, okay. So, okay, awareness is like the mirror. It's completely open. Whatever image appears in it, what as in uh, whatever perception But whatever image appears in the mirror, the mirror just is completely open to it. No resistance, zero, zero resistance. And if it's a scary image or a beautiful image, the mirror is unaffected. Mm -hmm. So the mirror is a good model or image for
3: awareness or the nature of awareness. But it's not the awareness itself.
1: But it can help us, it can help experience more consciously our nature of open, welcoming, and undisturbed by whatever is
3: appearing. Hmm. Even this body dying, undisturbed. Hmm. I'm just quiet because yeah. I'm processing
1: it's
5: quite, quite,
1: yeah, me, me too. Beautiful, yeah. So, you know, so the mind and thoughts can support, but we can never know awareness through a thought or through an image. But it can, it's almost like as a vehicle, it can kind of carry us to the understanding, the mm-hmm. experience, and in the understanding, the model, the, the, the thought, you could say dissolves mm. In into the
3: actual experience, understanding and realization, I use interchangeably. Yeah, a couple of things are coming to mind. One is like, in my experience, it's,
4: Anytime I feel like I've gotten close to awareness, it's actually just a letting go of until nothing is left. And so it's actually an absence of thoughts.
1: Yeah. And it's funny till nothing's left, you know, but uh, actually it's
3: until the only reality is left. The only thing that's real is left. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then,
4: and then, of course, the mind, the busy mind wants to go, okay, but so if, so,
3: so then I'm like, how do I get
4: closer? I keep wanting to get closer. You know me, I'm always trying to get closer.
1: Well, <laughs> that's impossible. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would have to be separate first
3: mm. to get closer. Closer to what? just to this yeah this is it
4: (laughs) my
1: brain okay
4: (laughs) i'm I'm done being in the hot seat (laughs) someone else take over
1: (laughs) oh thank you thanks tom yeah
2: The views and opinions expressed on the Love is the Power podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Byron Katie, nor the intent of her self-inquiry method known as The Work. If you wish to know more about the work of Byron Katie, go to thework.com. And if you wish to know more about Tom, please visit theworkwithtom.com.
0: Life is lived in lessons, each lesson's got its theme They keep circling back for you until you start to see Where you forgot you were, connected with everything It's okay, we all do it too, it just takes remembering It's okay, we all do it too It just takes remembering That love is what we're all here for It's the only score we're keeping So settle yours Love is what we're all here for It's the only score we're keeping So settle yours. You can do all of the things. You can play all of the parts. You can make a mess of everything or score off all the charts. But when you reach the end and you think that you have died. You will do it all again You will do it all again You will do it all again Until love is satisfied